Welcome to Let's Talk SPC. It's not your usual voice on here today. It's me, Alana, head student, filling in for Grania. On today's episode, we have the inspirational Archie from AB Coaching. Lovely to meet you, Archie. Welcome to Let's Talk SPC. So how are you doing today? I'm good, uh, Alana. In this sort of game that I'm in, you're sort of chasing yourself all the time. Uh, running from one school to another and trying to trying to keep appointments. So I'm glad to be here and I'm delighted to be invited on to the podcast uh, here in St. Patrick's College in Dungannon because it's a school I've done a lot of work in. Uh, I have a good relationship with the staff and with the pupils and thank you so much for, for inviting me onto the podcast today. Things are good, the weather's good, uh, there's no rain, it's nice and bright, there's a wee nip in the air but we'll take that. Well. So what does your job entail? What are you going to do today up in the next school? All right, okay. Well, my business, AB Coaching Life and Sport, has, has two two roles. And it's like I suppose it's like every uh, business, it evolves and uh, things are bespoke and what, wherever the nature of the demand is, uh, the, the business has to evolve. Now, for example, this morning, I'm just coming from a school in, in Oma, a primary school, where I've been delivering a active mindfulness for a p7 a group a six-week program where we were focusing on transition and getting them ready for transition from primary to post-primary so we work on things like uh, worry and anger and how to handle and manage that we would work on things like communication skills and positive thinking and problem solving and expressing yourself a wee bit better and just a more or less getting the pupils in P7 prepped for the big step and the big transition to, to post-primary. Uh, I also do a lot of work in post-primary school, uh, as you know here in, in the college, where I would work with students on resilience. Now, in post-primary, uh, one of the biggest focuses is for, for, for our business is resilience and uh, making young people more aware of their resilience and the importance of it and how to protect it and how to look after it and how core our resilience is to our mental health and our well-being in general. Uh, I do a lot of work around motivation, uh, motivation to study, motivation to change basically Uh, and it doesn't always have to be change towards study or study habits it can be change in a relationship it can be change in in home life it can be change in friendship groups but it's just about influence and change and and wee steps that you can take as an individual to raise the bar you know to to, to raise your standards uh for yourself and then in in turn what what happens there in my experience is you bring other people with you because when people see someone doing well and things going well for somebody and people are getting on well, everybody wants a wee piece of that. So that's uh, what I do in post-primary. A lot of work in AFE and HE as well. Uh, I've also branched out recently into working in businesses where uh, I'm, I'm supporting businesses, uh, big factories with their well-being and their health and the sort of the ethos that in, in, their, in, in their work environment where they're trying to treat people you know, a wee bit better or to be more considerable about maybe what's going on in people's home life where they're not just a, a number standing on a line or someone just fulfilling a role that they're actually investing in the well-being of, of, of their staff and reports that, that I'm getting back of that is that uh, productivity is better because people are ringing in sick less and they feel a wee bit more valued and so 
a run of a day for me could be doing anything you know in, in, in that lane so I could be going from working with a class full of P1s or nursery students to this afternoon I could be working with a group of people adults uh, running a, a, a large factory plant so it's it's good and it's good variety in it you know yeah. so it's great you kept on your toes then yeah so what was your inspiration to become a sports coach or was there anyone in particular that inspired you there actually was there was and I tell this story to a uh, to, to a lot of my post-primary and AFE students and HE students that I work with. Uh, since I was a, a about the age of five, I, I just wanted to be a PE teacher. I didn't want to do anything else. That's all I wanted to do. And when I my, my journey moved on and I went to St. Kieran's College in, in Ballygolly, that's where I studied, uh, I actually came across a fella from Dungannon called Robbie Hassan. And Robbie Hassan was, was our PE teacher. And I think he inspired me even more to, to want to work in sport and work in PE. It was just, and everybody was petrified of, of Master Hassan because he was a big, strong, physical man and he took no nonsense. But uh, me and him had a really good relationship and he was big into sport, he was big into football. And it was just the way, it was just the way, the mannerism he had in his, in his coaching. And I remember standing as a young first year in St. Kieran's College saying, that's what I want to do exactly what he's doing that's what I want to do that's what I want to be and then as as my journey moved on uh, now I've told my story many times I've never fulfilled that role of being a PE teacher I've been within touching distance uh, often meant when I got my degree that I would go and do my PGCE but uh, other things happened I got married and I had children and pressures come on obviously that I needed to be working and earning to support a family so I never fulfilled that dream and I don't think I, I ever will because I think I, I enjoy now what I'm doing now better eh, because I don't have to be in the one school all day and deal with the same kids week on week. So eh, so that was re my real inspiration to, to do something in sport or physical education. What's the most rewarding part about your job? Well, I think in, in, in the sporting side of my work, eh, the most rewarding side is to be able to see the progress that young people are making. So uh, the other side of the business is obviously a sports coaching business and uh, I have about eight to ten staff there at the minute uh, that are out coaching around all the schools and in local and we're in Armagh and we're in the Tyrone and we're in Fermanagh and we're in Down and it's a never growing business but when you go around and, and hear the feed, same feedback from my coaches when you, you're working week on week with children, you can start to see the impact that you're having on them, not only on their physical development and on their sporting development, but on their confidence and their self-esteem and all the things that come with, with sport. And that release of sport and physical activity and exercise, you know, and, and I keep saying to my guys that, that when I'm doing training and stuff with them, uh, to get them ready for the job, I say to them, it's more about just the skills and it's more about the physical activity. It's about you being there as a role model for, for those pupils, you being there as another uh, avenue for that pupil to talk to, to build a relationship with them, to build their confidence and and their self-esteem and things like that because, let's face it, there's, there's kids that do not excel in the classroom. They do not excel in maybe the literacy or the numeracy or the problem solving but give them a ball and outside and that could be their confidence builder that could be the thing that they're really good at and 
you know, and, and that's what they need to be reminded of, that, you know, you are good. And, and that's where the, the mindfulness stuff links in as well, where you're constantly reminding them to be positive and to focus on the positive things and how can they bring maybe that skill that they have into the classroom and trying to relate the learning and connect the learning with the numbers and the words to the physical activity and the games and stuff that they're playing outside. So trying to link the curriculum across. So in the sporting end, that that's that's the maybe the most value or the, the, the biggest reward that you see in the in the work that I do out around the schools, uh, working with the, the, the well being and the mental health and the mindfulness. Uh, it's just when when you listen to when people open up to you, and I think that comes from from me being very open with with people from the get go to tell them my story, and to tell them about the pitfalls that have that have come across in my life and the things that I've overcome and and how I've arrived to to where I am today, and it hasn't been pretty and it hasn't been all smooth sailing, but then you find that people start to open up to to you, and it's very rewarding when somebody actually chooses you. To be the person that they confide in and trust and tell tell you their deepest darkest secrets to think you know what i, I trust this guy you might only know me for an hour i trust this guy and i think i can talk to him and even just to be that listening ear for somebody and i'm not saying that i'm a, a guru or or anything close but what i'm saying is i listen i'm approachable and uh, I have lots of experience in helping, guiding, supporting and signposting other people. So that's a great inspiration to get out of bed every morning, knowing I am going to make an impact today. When I'm getting back into bed the night, I'm going to make an impact, whether that be on a P1 child in Christ the King Primary School in Oma, or whether that be someone's working in, in a factory, whether that be a, a teacher or a tutor. It doesn't matter. But I know before I get into bed tonight, I have, will have made an impact on somebody today. So you said that it's not always pretty or smooth sailing. What challenges do you face in your journey? Well, uh, my journey has been a, a very, very rocky one. Uh, now, I suppose the biggest challenge that I have faced in my journey in life is is when my mother passed away. Uh, I was at that stage. I was twenty one years of age. I was pursuing education. Uh, I was, wasn't. I wasn't really going anywhere. Uh, I was sort of working in factories, and I was carrying blocks and I was doing whatever I was laboring and was trying to attend the tech to do a course and uh, I wasn't really getting anywhere I was sort of going around in circles and I got an opportunity just come away it was I have uncles that live in America and they, they contacted me to say that they would put me up and uh, they had worked for me and they wanted to give me a bit of a head start or whatever so they were working in the construction industry so of course me being me made an excuse I, I know I can't go Oh, you can't go, why not? Well, I've got a girlfriend and I, I think I'm in love, you know, all that, I'll keep her. So they called me bluff and said, well, you know what, bring her with you. So away we went. Uh, we went to New York and we'd been, we were living there and we had no rent to pay and we'd got work. And uh, my girlfriend was a hairdresser and she was making good money and I was making good money. And all of a sudden, life sort of changed because you, you had money and you could do things and you could party and you could go to the beach and you could go on holidays for a few days and we were living the life to be honest and then one uh, Monday night I got a call from home and I knew I knew there was something wrong because my daddy was on the other end of the phone and he's daddy's not a phone man and uh, a bit of small talk and you, you know there's something coming when somebody says are you on your own <laughs> and uh, I said no no Maurice is here 
he said well I have some news for you what's going on and he, he said mummy's dead and my mum was 48 and she hadn't been unwell she hadn't been sick she she was actually at mass in 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 in, in, in the chapel with my two wee brothers one was eight and one was 11 and when she was coming walking down the street she didn't feel too well and she suddenly just passed away on the street and that was complete trauma for a whole family dynamic but I'm just going to maybe tell you how that affected me and on my journey so things were going great obviously I had to get the phone call had to come home look after all the formalities that come with a wake and funeral and and all those things with a bereavement and then there was time in our house for a very important family discussion and that was to find out who's going to help my daddy because uh, my brother and sister were older than me and they were already gone from home and had sort of settled down so I took on that that job of I'm going to do this I'm going to be the person to uh, to, to do the, the mummy's job in the house and I put my hand up and said you know I think mummy this is what you would have wanted so home from America back into the wee council house in Ocknacloy uh, to, to, to be the mummy and my biggest issue there was that that I, I attacked that with the really wrong mindset, the really wrong attitude, the mindset of, I don't need any help. I can do this on my own and really ignorant. Uh, and that got me into lots of trouble because when I started to realise I can't do this on my own and, uh, I, and I couldn't and I buried my head deeper in the sand and if you think of all the things that a mummy or a stay-at-home daddy or anybody that stays at home does, they do a lot of stuff. They do the breakfast and the lunches and the dinners and the homeworks and uh, keeping the house clean and all those sort of things. And basically, I couldn't do it. And when I couldn't do it, I, I thought it was that far in that I couldn't turn around now to look for help. So I turned to alcohol and started drinking and became pretty messy and made lots of mistakes. Stopped playing football, stopped taking sport, part in sport. I, I gained excessive weight and life for me became a, a bit of a mess to be honest with you uh, it, and I took a real downward slump and my mental health wasn't good and I was depressed and all those sort of things but that is the sometimes the the pitfalls in, in life and, in, and on your journey and the things that happen to you and thank god touch wood I'm touching the table here I've recovered and I've recovered from that a long time ago and well enough that I can confidently tell people my story every day but the big message in that and the big lesson is that is that you can always recover and you can always bounce back and no matter how long things have been bad for, no matter how bad things have been, you as an individual, and this is where your resilience kicks in, you as an individual can always recover. You never ever lose the ability to recover. And the, unfortunately the other way resilience works is I'm stronger now because of what happened to me, because of that slump because of that pitfall and I have got over it to a certain extent but I'm more resilient now and that's what I try to get across to people every day these things happen but it's how we adapt how do we properly adapt to stress adversity setbacks in our life and and on our journeys and then how that makes us stronger when we do overcome them so it takes a lot to rattle me now it takes a lot so that's why I had to go back over 20 years to, to recall on a you've said uh, on a pitfall in my journey because it takes a lot to rattle me but that's because of what what i've overcome in the past
So your journey, it's amazing how far you've come in your journey. Do you have any regrets or would you change anything about your journey? Would you do anything different? Well, Alana, I have loads of regrets and anybody that can uh, sit and say I have no regrets, fair play to them. I have loads of regrets. Uh, but the thing about regrets and the thing about mistakes, loads of them. I've made loads and loads of mistakes. But in my biggest mistakes came my biggest learning. And... I tell people about my story every day and and that's only my personal story. I tell people about my story of how have I arrived to be doing this, the, the job that I'm doing and the route that I took in my education and the pitfalls I had there because I'm not that smart and, and I didn't have a great work ethic until I got older. So what I'm trying to say is those mistakes that I have made along the way, there's where I got my biggest learning. Every decision I make every day is based around what what I have done in the past. So, yes, I have regrets. Yes, I have made mistakes. Would I change them? No way. Because from that has been my biggest learning. And in my experience, if you make a big enough mistake and it leaves a big enough impact on you, it's highly likely you won't make that mistake again. But the one thing I can guarantee you, you'll make new mistakes. But don't fear making mistakes don't fear making mistakes because if we fear making a mistake it stops us from doing things it stops us from taking action I speak to every people every day about things you can be doing here's how you can look after your time a wee bit better here's how you can control your brainwashing here's how you can control the, and limit the amount of time you give to certain people here's all the tips that you can do but what's, what people are sitting saying to me, oh, that all sounds good and I'd love to do that and that'd be great, I'd love to feel like that. But what if it doesn't work? What if I fail? What if I embarrass myself? What if I look stupid doing that? So don't ever fear making mistakes because from mistakes comes our biggest learning. So to answer your question, loads of regrets. Some I definitely couldn't tell you about on camera or on, on recordings. But would I change them? No. So, um, if you could give any advice or tips to your younger self, what would they be? Well, I suppose advice that I would have given to my younger self would be to, to be a wee bit more sensible and maybe adapt quicker to, to situations. Uh, with my mother's bereavement, I did properly adapt, adapt eventually, but uh, I would have liked it to adapt it a, a wee bit sooner. But as I said, the mistakes were made. I've had big, big lessons in there uh, that have shaped me as a, as a, as a person, has shaped me as a, as a on the decisions that I make every day. But listen, uh, maybe, you know, I, I got married young and all, and, and I, it's been great. It's been brilliant. I have a big family. I'm, I'm sort of at a period in my life now where I'm not at home a whole pile because I'm building a business. It's only My business has only been going since 2019, and uh, it, it, we've come through two years of a pretty hard pandemic where we've been hit pretty hard for, for, for a, a new business. So I suppose what I'd say to my younger self is maybe to, to get a better balance in, but that's just where I'm at at the minute, just to get a better balance in managing home, life, sport, uh, you know, trying to, to get that. and. A lesson that I have now that I didn't have when I was younger was about planning my day, about planning ahead of what's going to happen today, where am I going to be at a certain time, what, and setting myself wee goals. 
and I have a big board like the board you have up there it's a big white uh, board that you can write on you can with a marker and you can wipe things off and every night I would plan what's happening today and today you're on that on that board last night at 11 o'clock I went down and wrote every time there's what time I'm getting up there's what time I'm going to be in a certain place and this is what I have to get done there's where I'm going to be and today on there for 11 o'clock was podcast at Patrick's College Dungannon uh, so is the event after this so is what I'm doing tonight the things that I have to get done later in the evening and it ha that helps me to set my goals to keep myself accountable for my own actions and what I'm doing and nothing will give me more pleasure tonight at 11 o'clock when I go home and stroke all them things off and stand back and look at that and say what a day what a day's work what a day's productivity what you've got done and then I'll rub it all off and we'll write down what I'm doing tomorrow. So I think uh, as a young person, I, pr I probably wasted a lot of time doing stupid things. But once again, mistakes, lessons. Thank you very much. I think that's all the questions okay. I have to ask. Thank you. Whoa, what an amazing story packed with lifelong advice and inspiration. I hope you all listening take on Archie's advice and use it in your day-to-day -day life. Well, that's all from me, folks. Bye.